Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Cage and Podcast, podcast in which I watch every single Nicolas Cage film from start to finish and I talk about them. In the first two episodes I mentioned this should be a weekly podcast, I've decided against that and I'm going to kind of record them as I went and put them up straight away because I feel like that will add a bit more pressure onto me, like kind of set a deadline or just get through them as quick as I can and really immerse myself in the ridiculous nature of Nicolas Cage. Um, so yeah, if you want to keep on top of that, uh, you can subscribe on iTunes and Acast. Um, they're both the Nicolas Cage podcast. No, they're not. They're both the Caged In podcast. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're both the Caged In podcast. Or you can um, keep up to date on social media at Caged In Pod uh, on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Alternatively, you can email me at cajuninpod uh, at gmail.com where you can discuss anything, give any pointers or anything, or any ideas you have, any segments, any things you'd like me to talk about. All that stuff would be great. Like, yeah, keep them coming, guys. Well, keep them coming. Just, just come. Come with them. Uh, and, yeah, I'm taking donations of any Nicolas Cage DVDs that anyone has. Uh, so... If you have anything that's collecting a bit of dust on your bookshelf, or like, yeah, you've got an old DVD, you've got an old copy of Face Off or Con Air or something like that, and you want to hand it up for me to watch and talk about on this podcast, that'd be great. Uh, in the next few days, I'll be uploading a list of films that I've got, or like some photos, so you can see the stuff I've got, and yeah, if you've got anything that's missing from there, the list will obviously include stuff that I haven't got as well, so... Yeah, we'll be, we'll be able, you'll be able to figure it out. And um, like I know a lot of stuff is up on Netflix. Like, amazingly, like, check Netflix yesterday. Two new films have been um, put on there. So we've got Seeking Justice and Tokarev, which is great. Like, because I'm paying for Netflix, I don't want to have to spend loads of money on Nicolas Cage DVDs, even though I already have. But that's besides the point. Um as for this week, we're doing the 1984 film Racing with the Moon, uh, directed by Richard Benjamin, and it's starring Sean Penn, Elizabeth McGowan, and obviously Nicolas Cage. Uh, I'm feeling highly positive about this one, that it's going to have more Nicolas Cage in it, unlike last week's episode of Rumblefish, because it's got third billing, so yeah, highly optimistic about that. Um, I feel like it would probably be a definite 
upswing from Valley Girl. I'm not sure if it would be as good as Rumblefish. Really rated that film. Obviously not a lot of Nicolas Cage. So see if that correlates in any way. Who knows? Um, about them. So no IMDb scores, no Metacritic, none of that. Um, I'm going to have no distractions, so I won't have my phone on, I won't be looking at the internet, I'll have my blinds closed in my flat, I literally have some snacks maybe, uh, some water, a cup of tea, I'd sit and watch the film, take loads of notes, like, yeah, check check on the social media, check on uh, Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, because I've been uploading photos of the notes I take to show you guys that this isn't all fun and games, like, I'm taking this shit seriously, like, I'm not. I'm not kicking back. I'm not having. I'm not having fun with this. Really, like, I don't. I kind of am. Like, I, I enjoy films, but like, yeah, this isn't all just like, oh, I'm gonna watch load of Nicolas Cage films. Like, as I said before, like, I've never been the biggest Nicolas Cage fan. Like, not that I dislike the actor, but I know there's a lot of shit in his back catalogue. From what I've heard, I know. Oh, well, it's it's vast anyway. Seventy one films and counting. So. Yeah, with the rules, um, and the first 10 episodes, obviously, are going to be um, just me. So, yeah, we'll get used to the format and stuff like that. After after 10, we're going to um, introduce some guests, so it'll bring a new flavour to it. It'll bring like, something new to the proceedings and stuff like that. You'll get some outsider perspectives. It might it'll be a lot more, I don't know, it won't just be me sat in a room talking to myself. like So it'll be fun for me. I kind of feel like the first 10 are a punishment for taking on this task. So after 10, I kind of get to enjoy myself a bit more. So yeah, after the first 10, like, I don't know, I might record these in having pizza and stuff like that. So a bit more enjoyable as opposed to sat on my own watching them in the dark with a glass of water and a notepad writing down tons of notes but yeah i just want to let you guys know this this isn't just fun and games it probably should be fun to listen to but yeah i've rambled on a bit too much so i'm gonna kick back feet up phone off and get raging with cage see you on the flip side for the worst shelling yet Right, so I've watched the film now. Give myself a good five, ten minutes, wind down, I've had a cigarette. Yeah, I've gathered my notes together. Let's start off with a rundown of the film. So, it's set in 1942. It's about um, two guys who are heading off to war in the next couple of months. And the film takes place over those two months before they go so we have Henry played by Sean Penn who is our lead and then his best friend Nicky played by Nicolas Cage Um, so yeah in regards to like the plot of the film it's not really that much going on really 
It's kind of very loose. Don't real, really get a sense of time in the way that scenes will just happen. Then the next scene, you don't know if it's the next day or if it's a week later. It's not really put together in a cohesive way like that. Um, so yeah, when you first meet them, uh, they're working in a bowling alley. Like I've never seen a bowling alley like it. Like they're manually changing the pins. It's fucking crazy. Cage constantly smoking. Sean Penn constantly smoking. Cage constantly boozing throughout this film. Like that's one thing I kept writing down in my notes. Like, why the fuck does he keep drinking? He's just drinking, drinking, drinking. Um. So yeah, the real like the real one of the key like plot points of the film is that Sean Penn's character um, starts a relationship with Elizabeth McGovern's character, and there's this kind of he thinks she's rich, she's not rich. It's actually her mum is a maid for a rich family, and she lives with them. And there's this kind of like. He's got the expectations of her being this rich girl. She's not actually. So there's a bit of confusion. Stuff like that. But yeah tonally this film. Fucking all over the place. Like you've got real dark subject matter. And you've got real dark scenes. And then the next scene is just farce. And yeah. Like I don't know. Let's talk about some key scenes here. So we've got. um, We've got a double date scene. Uh, That is. As I said, like, with the whole tone of this film. So, like, up to this point, like, it's kind of, like, a little bit jokey. Like, fairly serious. Like a drama, I'd say. It's like a like a World War Two drama without without the actual war. It's, like, the lead-up. It's all, it's all those bits back in America and Saving Private Ryan, basically. <laughs> um, so you have, um, yeah, you have Sean Penn's character, Henry, going on a date at a roller rink. And as I said, like, the tone of it, it's slapstick, man. He gets swung around, swung around, and then out the door with, like, comedy sound effects. Um, Other key scenes to probably talk about, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we've got um, another one, real, like, real tone change again, like, it just gets super dark all of a sudden. You get this scene with amputees in the hospital, like which is a real juxtaposition from the scene before it, which is um, Henry and Nicky are at some really weird, like almost war game simulation thing at a school or. It's bizarre. It's people pretending to be dead. It's people pretending to be nurses. People pretending to be wounded. They're having a laugh. They're having a joke. They change over the record, which is just war sounds, to some type of swing. And then they dance off. Yeah, and Sean Penn's girlfriend then decides to show him that war's not all fun and games. And shows him a load of amputees. Then fucking Michael Madsen turns up as one of them. I was sat there like, I I was engaged with this film, it's not like, it was no rumble fish, but like, I was like, fuck, it's Michael Madsen, like, (laughs) did not expect that, like, yeah, 
for people who don't know, Michael Madsen, um, Reservoir Dogs, uh, Free Willy, I think. Um, and a crazy subplot of this film is that Nicolas Cage's character has got his girlfriend pregnant and he has to come up with the money for an abortion. So, as you know, really deep subject matter. The way it's treated, pretty fucking poorly. Um, There is a scene in which the two main characters go to a pool hall to try and hustle some sailors out of their money so they can get the abortion for Nikki's girlfriend. I kept having to remind myself, like, in my notes, it says, like, it's a really fun scene. It's really fun, like, yeah, it's kind of like the soundtrack's going and they're playing pool. But then in the back of my mind, all I had was they're trying to gamble money to afford an abortion. This is fucking awful. This is awful. Um... Yeah, the way the I don't the way the whole abortion subplot is handled is very heavy-handed. It like it brings in the main plot of of his, of um Sean Penn's character and uh, Elizabeth McGovern's character in that he are Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
her for the money, assuming that she is rich. She's not. <laughs> and she tries to steal, gets caught, gets the money. This causes a huge tension between the two of them. And it's kind of like in the last 20 minutes, it's kind of revealed that she isn't rich. Yeah, the whole the whole abortion subplot, very, very, very heavy-handed. Um, and the way this thing ends, like, it ends with them being shipped out to war. But, I don't know, of all the stuff you've seen of how, like, they try and portray that war isn't fun war isn't going to be a good time like but it has this almost i don't know musical like ending of the two of them chasing after the train and like jumping on the back and hanging off the back like people used to do on old school buses you see like yeah like musicals and stuff like that it's 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 fucking ridiculous like I just, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I just thought it was fucking insane, it, <laughs> like, when it comes to Cage's character, he plays this kind of patriotic nut, who keeps going on about how he's going to kill Japs and stuff like that, and I don't know, yeah, like, it doesn't, it doesn't really treat war in a, in a serious manner, I felt, like, so in regards of plot, that's that's really about it. So yeah, kind of a love story between um, Sean Penn's character and Elizabeth McGovern's character with the subplot of the abortion and kind of the looming idea that war is, well, these two guys going off to war is inevitable. But like, I don't know, there's some real funny scenes. There's like, I think Cage brings some real manic energy to the film that I don't know like I feel it's kind of talked about in later performances and stuff like that and then we've got stuff coming up where he's absolutely batshit crazy but you can see it even back here this is obviously his third his third real big role like um I've had people dispute the fact that I'm only doing 71 films or thereabouts but I'm only going for where he's got a significant role. Like, obviously, I did a bit of a misstep on Rumblefish last week, but this film definitely back on top. Cage is a predominant character. He pushes the story along in what he's in. Um, Yeah, I'm going to get on to a section I like to call Cage Quotes. Each week, I'm going to pick three quotes from the film play you a clip just times fucking made me laugh <laughs> came out with some absolutely ridiculous shit so uh the first one i'm gonna do is a clip of the film where he's explaining his what i call the nazi dick destroyer here we go all right wise guy listen to this i heard the nazis got this thing right it comes right out of the ground and goes right for it Blows the whole package right off. One second you're John Wayne, and the next you're Minnie Mouse. 
<laughs> so that yeah that fucking comes out of nowhere that is literally there's no context to it that's just a random bar fact that he uh pulls out of nowhere which leads me to the next clip which is him singing and again scene starts on this note then gets dark pretty quickly like within 20 seconds after this clip he's talking about abortion so disjointed as fuck Throughout this clip, we have um, Nicolas Cage dancing with a mop and doing his best Elvis Presley impression. Um, I know he's a massive Elvis Presley fan, which I think we'll get onto at some point in the future. I've got a feeling. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's fucking nuts. Uh, (laughs) Which brings me on to... The last clip, which is from the scene I mentioned earlier about the pool sharking. <sighs> yeah, and just out of nowhere, just this line was fucking great. Made me laugh. Rewound it a couple of times. Oh, eat Martian head, you're dead! <laughs> Two more points! <laughs> What's wrong? Uh, one thing I forgot to mention about this scene earlier when talk about it is it's fucking long. It wasn't until like, I tried to find that clip I realised it's like at least a five minute long scene of them playing pool. So I had five minutes of that underlying thing like they are trying to hustle money for an abortion. This is appalling. Um yeah so that's it for cage quotes like hopefully as things go on and things get a bit more crazy the quotes will get better if people think i miss anything on the cage quotes they see in the film feel free to holler at me at instagram facebook and twitter at caged in pod or on the email uh, caged in pod at gmail.com um 
yeah, that pretty much brings us to the end of this uh, this episode, really. Only things really to talk about is what's coming up next. Next episode will be the Cotton Club. I actually received this the other day on DVD. It cost me like 99p on eBay. Turns out it was actually a promotional free copy, like a film's classic thing. It came with a Daily Mail. Don't feel that bad because I haven't actually funded the Daily Mail. I've, I've paid for something that would have been free or whatever. But um, yeah, so it's a 1984 film. Uh, again, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, just like Rumblefish. And as I mentioned before, uh, Francis Ford Coppola is actually uh, Nicolas Cage's uncle. So I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to this one. I'm hoping again that there's more Cage, like. Let's get all the cage. Um, yeah, and then after that one, I think we've got Birdie again, uh, 1984. Seems to be that he's doing his films in like blocks of two. So, uh, yeah, the first two were 1983. Uh, second two, oh no, yeah. The, sec- uh, the next three are 1984. And then we have a two-year gap, so... Let's see how things progress. Maybe that gap. Maybe that's when he lost his mind. Who knows? Maybe we'll see later on down the line when he lost his mind. Um, so yeah. Um, after the 10. Remember there's going to be guests. Um, if any listeners out there who know me. And live locally. Want to be on this. Hit me up. As I said. Facebook. Twitter. Instagram. Uh, and an email. Uh yeah, I'm having fun doing this on now, guys. I hope you guys are having fun listening. Um, keep up to date with it all on the social media because, as I said, the format's changed a little. I'm not going to do this weekly. I'm kind of trying to cram it in so it sends me insane. Like, this isn't just about me watching the Nicolas Cage film. This is me having a look at fan culture and delving into something i've this week found myself on weird subreddit groups i know there's one real big one called one true god um idolize the guy and good on you guys like i don't but hey enough enough power to people i've been chatting to a few people who who have marathoned all of his films super quick and yeah i want to any of you guys like hit me up please please at cagedinpod at gmail.com i'd love to speak to you i'm trying to get like trying to get interviews with people as well i'm going to try and do some special episodes that aren't just focused on the films just focused on working with the guy and stuff like that and see see what see what can happen like this is a fun project like I'm hoping after Nicolas Cage, I might focus on someone else. I've got a few ideas. Like, I thought Caged In is a good title. Anyway, i got some funny titles and ideas for who, who could be next. But, obviously, that's a long way off yet, considering we've, we're only three episodes in. So, yeah, um, come back next time, whenever that is. Get on Facebook, get on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes or Acast. I might be 
having Stitcher soon as well. But I know those two are the main big two. So subscribe on there. Whenever an episode is released, it'll be on there. And obviously, I'll be posting like fuck on social media to let people know. And uh, another reminder of the DVD Amnesty. Let's call it that. That's a pretty cool name. The Cage DVD Amnesty. I'm not I'm not holding it against you throwing in these films. I'll take them off you. I'll come round with a black bin bag. There'll be no names. There'll be no shames. Just hand them over, guys. Email me. Cagedinpod at gmail.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of that shit. Till next time, guys. I've been Petrus Patsilivus. I've been Caged In. You've been rad. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.